Hey there, brilliant mama. This week, Talia and I start by speculating why we are being even harder on our bodies right now during the shelter-in-place order. We somehow turn to a conversation about letting our kids struggle and how much more skills we're seeing in them right now, as we are not rushing around and being a lot more conscious of not rushing them or jumping in to help them. We talk a bit about our mindset and how we respond when our kids are learning new skills, and then we just circle back to the body criticism for a few minutes. Enjoy! Welcome to Mamosas. Hope you have your friends and your drinks nearby. You're here with Kristen. And Talia. And we're here to talk all things mom. Okay, so I wanted to tell you guys a little story and then I love to spring topics on Talia. It's just a really fun little game I like to play. So I find like at the beginning of this whole shelter in place, I was like, oh, I've been wanting to get those little bent go boxes, like the little lunch boxes. Oh, bento boxes. But they're called bent go. Like it's a... It's a brand. Oh, I've been oh, wanting. Brand. Okay. I've been wanting to get one for years, but I'm always like, there is. You do not have school age kids. There's no point in having one. So at the beginning of this, I was like, maybe I'll buy one now. Like it might be fun for them. Anyway, so I finally just pulled the trigger a couple days ago, and they got here. So yesterday, I got them out, and I put little lunches in their lunchbox, and then I was like, okay, guys, like we're gonna practice what it's like to go to school and have lunch. And so I like gave them their lunch boxes and they ate outside. And I told Nate, like, this is like when you're at school, you'll have a lunch box and you'll open it. So you have to learn how to open it on your own and like open all the food by yourself. And this is all like, this is what you're offered. So I wouldn't, I won't be there to give you seconds of anything. So just try it and see, like, just eat what you want. You know, you don't have to eat everything if you don't want it. But it was fun. So today he was like, actually, yesterday he told everyone that he has a new lunch box. And then today he's like, I'm going to go for a bike ride and then we'll come home and we'll play school and I'll have my lunch. And it was so cute. Like he's way into it. So I loved that. That is super cute. So I wanted to see what your thoughts were on or how how you're handling body image during this quarantine situation. Because Uh. I'm (laughs) noticing for myself, I Uh feel like I've spent years like really like repairing my relationship with like my body and food. And, and, and I think I've done a decent job of feeling like pretty okay with where my body is at most time. And I feel like during this quarantine, I'm noticing I'm focusing on it more. And it's just, it's interesting. It's interesting to, to think about that. And like, why, like why? I mean, it feels very privileged to be like, Hey, like, oh my gosh, we we're sheltered in place. Um, because there's this, this virus, there's a global pandemic. Um, I'm just pretty worried about that extra little flab on my stomach. I mean, who cares? But I know that I'm not the only person doing that, you know? So I was just interested in, in what's going on with you. Well, I will say it is very interesting. There's like two schools of people. And then there's like, you know, of course, like the muddled in between. But like, I feel like on the second day of shelter in place, people are already like posting on social media about my quarantine 15. And oh, I'm I'm just gonna wear sweatpants for the rest of this and eat all the things in the house. 
and you know this is my quarantine body and jokes about my summer what it's going to look like coming out of quarantine and here's a picture of a little girl with like some extra chub on her in a bikini and it says you know me after quarantine like all this weird so there's that school of thought and then there's like these people that are, you know, this is a great time to like, I'm going to get in the best shape of my life and I'm going to work out from home and I'm going to, you know, control what I'm eating and I'm going to get super healthy. I'm just going to get ripped. Like I would love to know like progressively now where those people are. And then also this like whole, you know, social media, like the people our age now getting onto the teenage platform, quote unquote, of TikTok. And you have all these girls that are, you know, 15 to 22 that are rocking the best body of their life because you know when you're young like that I mean actually that was not when my body was in its prime as far as like I would say um, societal looks are concerned but around there you know so like then people it's like you, you just like I imagine people like me you know I'm 35 I'm sitting there eating a bowl of ice cream, watching an 18-year-old girl in a bikini do the savage dance. And I'm just like, um, go, you go, girl. Um, you know, like we lived in a hospital for 10 months. I definitely feel that I've kind of reverted back into that mentality of like, I'm just wearing pajama pants and yoga pants and, you know, my put on my jeans like once a week or something like that. And like my jeans are definitely tight. And like I'm going into work today. I don't know what I'm going to wear because I don't think my jeans fit me. But at the same time, like I haven't really focused on it because I feel like it's not necessarily something that's not a priority. It's just not what I'm focused on. It's not a priority. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be, but it does feel kind of silly in the sense of like, with working out, like I always had that excuse of like, oh, I'm working. If I don't get my workout in the morning before I go to work and then I come home and then I want to be with Sky, and it just gets into like, you know, dinner time and bedtime and then it's nine o'clock and who feels like working out at nine o'clock? I mean, some people do and that's their jam and like, fine, that's not me. So like originally it was like, oh, this is like great. I'm home. I can work out in the morning I can do, and I was doing that for a little while, and then it kind of just like sloughed off, and then it's like, oh, it's too hot outside, I'm not going to work out, or oh, I'm too crampy for my period, I'm not going to work out. I mean, it's just like old habits. Like, I feel like, you know, I've kind of just gone back into my old, like, self. But the difference is, I feel like I'm not looking in the mirror and, like, obsessing over, like, oh, look at this new little flap. Like, I definitely have all of those, like, like, I know that I've probably put on some weight, but, like, I'm not getting on the scale. I'm not obsessing over it. I'm just like, this is just where we are. And that's what's been interesting for me is that I've, for years, been able to, like, not be so critical of myself. Like, if, I, if I'm if i like, oh, oh, it's my thighs, and then I'm like, ah, oh, who cares? Like, is always sort of my internal response of, like, what you look like doesn't matter. Like you have so much value to bring to the table. Like that that's my mantra is like, you're smart, you're funny, how you look adds no value to you as a human. Like that's the internal dialogue I always have when I start getting critical. But I have found it very interesting that like in this time, I'm having a harder time quashing that voice. Like I, I am being more critical. Like I'm looking in the mirror and being like, 
look at this stomach, you know, you look like you're 20 weeks pregnant with Finley, da, 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 da. And it's like, ah, oh, who cares? I mean, even if that's true, who cares? Like, I still have the same value. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I'm wondering, do you think it's like, I know some people feel like when they're out of control, when there is no control, your body is something that you can control or to for most people. I'm sure that's I'm sure that's part of it. I'm sure there's so many different factors to it. But it's also like a lot of things in our lives have always been out of control. Like we're in the military. We have no control over almost anything. So I don't know that it's it's definitely that. I think it's more also that like, you know, we go on a walk every day. I get to work out. We're not eating quite the same as usual in the sense of like we're eating more frozen food. But also who cares? I mean, who cares? Are, are our bodies nourished? Are we getting enough food? Are we, you know, eating mostly balanced meals still? Totally. Who cares? Like that's that's the thing that I keep coming back to is like, why is this bothering me more than usual? And it, and maybe it's like, because I'm home more to think about it. I'm sure there's, but I was just like, I can't be the only one going through this. Like something I've worked hard on for years that I've gotten like really good at even sort of helping other people see like, hey, there's, there's not like, this isn't the end all be all of who you are. You know, you're mm-hmm. again, like what your body looks like isn't who you are as a person. And I just like, I, I, I genuinely like believe that in my heart. Like, I really feel like I have so much value. So why? So my body doesn't add or subtract from that. And so I just found it really interesting to notice how critical I've been becoming. And I was like, I just I can't be alone in this. There's no way. So I was just curious what was going on with you. Well, and it's taken me a lot of time to make peace with it's okay to be the size I am. And it's still like there are times where I definitely like catch a glimpse of myself in the mirror and it's like, oh, suck it in. But then, you know, I follow this one woman on social media and she's actually a journalist and she does this whole thing about like body positivity and she has two little kids. And I was reading something the other day of hers and it was about like her, her daughter you know, and it was something about, you know, teaching her daughter, you know, the importance of like, you know, you don't have to suck in your stomach when you walk past a mirror and it's okay to look how your body looks and to be comfortable in how you are and how you feel. And I've been trying to do that for Sky. Like, I always feel like with Sky, like, you know, she doesn't think, oh, this is mommy's big flabby tummy. It's like, oh, this is really soft to like, you know, squish and sleep on. And like, she doesn't care. I don't even think my kids are thinking about my body is the other thing. Like, it's not we're not talking about it. You, know, I do understand in some households, like it's obviously a topic of conversation, but like it's not in our house. Like, I don't talk about my body and we don't talk about the kids' bodies. So like, no one's even thinking about my body. Yeah, you I was going to say mean? with the exception. Yeah, with the exception of like, I have a vagina and you have a vagina. Like, that's really the only body talk that we get. Daddy has a weird vagina. You know, other than that. (laughs) Dogs have penises. Who knew? Oh, my God. So good. (laughs) Dogs have penises? And then like, we, we talk about like strength. Like Nate will carry in like our Costco order. And he'll be like, look at my big, strong muscles. And I'm like, that's great. And also, like, I don't want that to be the only thing you care about. So, like, Mm -hmm. that's exciting. And, like, wow, what a funny joke you told. Wow, look how smart you are. Like, whoa, great planning ahead, you know? Like, I just really don't want them to only think that their body is how they bring value. 
Right. I mean, I definitely think like with like, you know, when Sky carries something, we do, I think, celebrate it just a tad more. But that's because she I'm trying to like make her, you know, acknowledge the fact that she's not like a dainty little flower that like needs everything done for her. I'm like, you can carry it. You can go like now she's like going up and down the stairs by herself, like no problem. And like, you know, you can do this. You are strong. You are capable. I think that's like our biggest thing that we're doing right now. You're capable. That's so funny because that that's been like a mantra in our house too. Is like you are capable. Ask for help if you need it. I'm always here to support you. But you are capable. Give it a try. And like mm-hmm. Nate's always been good at balancing both of those. Like he's usually been pretty good about asking for help when he needs it, but wanting to do stuff on his own. Finley will do almost anything on his own unless Nate is there because Nate wants to do everything for him. And I'm always like, how he's capable. Like, you have to let him learn to do stuff. You can't do Mm -hmm. everything for him. Well, and do you find that, like, you or Pat, I mean, I guess if it's, like, a time crunch. But, like, say there's, like, no time limit on anything. Like, right now, there's no time limit. That's right. Like, are you, do you feel that one of you or both of you feel this like sense of urgency to like do it for them. Like if like you're watching your kids struggle with something for an extended period of time. So I, I do get that, but we've made a conscience, a conscious effort, like since they were like babies, not, not to, to just let them struggle. And we just say, let me know if you need help. And we just Mm -hmm. sort of like kind of stay in the area. Yeah. I, I think that some, well, Todd, Todd has his moments. I've been trying to be more like that. The only time that I don't, and this is so like every time we go in the hot tub, I'm like, if she's like, I always say to myself, if she slips, if she goes under, give her like, like three seconds, see if she can pull herself back up. Yeah. And without a doubt, like 50% of the time we go in the hot tub, she winds up going under for whatever reason. She like slips on a step. And I'm always like my my like maternal instincts like take over and it's like she goes under and I'm like whoop yeah and it's like oh I should and then like I don't even know I'm like can she get out of it on her own I don't know I just like I can't watch I think in that situation Todd would be like one one thousand two one thousand three come on Sky you can get up on your own four one that mean like <laughs> well I don't want to be extreme about it like I always try to acknowledge like where is your skill set Well, that's what I'm thinking. It's like, can she do this? I don't want her to obviously like get so upset and so scared that she doesn't want to go in anymore. I do think like the three second rule seems okay, but I don't know enough about, I don't have enough knowledge about water safety to know if that is what, what the reco is on that one. The reco. The reco. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, there are like, I wouldn't be like, oh, hey, why don't you go cook us up some eggs for breakfast? Like, that's just too far out of his skill set. But, like, you want to come crack the eggs? Yeah. I mean, you're capable of doing that. Let's yeah. Do you want to learn how to turn on the burner? Sure. Let's learn how to safely do that. But, like, I'm not going to just, like, have (laughs) you do the whole thing front, like, top to bottom without teaching you the skills. Sky this morning. Can I help you fold the laundry? Sure. Come sit next to me. Come sit next to me turns into come sit directly in front of me. And they give me zero space to fold the fold anything. So I started folding things on top of her head. And then she like starts rolling around on everything that I folded and then took a, a well-deserved break. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, kid. 
No, but I mean, you don't know what your kids can do. I think this is something that's, you know, with all of the time that has been given, you know, the ability to slow down, it is an important time to really help your kids learn to do something for themselves. Yeah. To your point, what else am I doing? Like, we're in no rush. I mean, yeah. sometimes, like, we go out for a walk in the morning, and our breakfast is, like, this six-hour ordeal. Like, I don't even know why it takes so long. I don't know what they're doing. They're literally, like, eating the whole time, but apparently not, because an hour later, there's still, like, tons of food on their plates, and I'm like, what are you doing? It's because there's a feast that was served. By the way, it looked delicious, <laughs> but a restaurant called nothing on the Dernans. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't get that reference, we talked about this last week, and then I posted on Instagram our breakfast. It was about 50-50 on people eating a big breakfast and people eating a light breakfast. Anyway, uh, so that's usually like a whole ordeal of just like, I think it's just like they're just gabbing and doing like whatever nonsense that they're doing. And then I'll be like, okay, let's get ready for our walk. And it's like a whole circus. Like, what are we doing? And it's like, you know, like Nate, can pick his clothes out, put them on, get like he can do all of it himself. So I'm not I'm like, I'm not helping you, you know, go pick up and I don't care what you wear. Like he and he's been basically changing from pajamas to pajamas. I don't care. Like as long as you're still in the habit of like changing your clothes in the morning. I'm good with that. But I did tell him today, I want you to practice wearing regular clothes today and you can go back to wearing pajamas tomorrow if you want. Like I just once in a while just want to remind him like, hey, like there is a real world out there that we're going back to. I do need you to like have the skill to wear regular clothes again. I can't wait till your family has to like, you know, partridge family it up into a go-go van to take somebody to school one day. Please film it because that's going to be hysterical. (laughs) We got to get Nate there by 730. Why are you still eating? It's just crazy. Well, yeah, I mean, that's how it used to be in the morning. Where are your shoes? Well, this is the thing, right? So it's you got the three of them. Astrid still refuses to walk. It is clear now that she has the skill and just cares not to use it. And so fine. Solid. So I have to carry her around everywhere, putting her clothes on and like trying to get shoes on her. And she'll bring us her shoes. Like today, this was so cute. Today, Pat was on the couch and she went into her little shoe bin because they each have a shoe bin. She got both of her shoes out, crawled over, put like set them next to Pat, crawled up on the couch and sat next to him. So he put her shoes on and then she was doing her like, "Uh uh-uh. She does this like weird noise to tell us like she needs something. And then she just like, like jabs her arm out it it means nothing like I have no idea and And then she lights the house on fire because she doesn't get what she wants (laughs) so then Pat was like show me show me what you want so she crawled down from the couch went over to the door and started smacking the door because she wanted to go outside and we were like you got it sis I mean great job showing us what you needed anyway so she's like doing her thing and she's usually okay about getting changed she loses her mind if you change her diaper i mean it's awful it really feels like somebody's just like stabbing her over and over and over again as you try to change her diaper the way she reacts anyway so now like it's a lot of like redirecting nate okay did you get your shorts on don't forget to get some shorts out please put your shorts on where are we in the clothing process please get your shorts on and then with finley like he's at the age where he wants to get his clothes out And he's starting to want to put them on himself. And he has some 
capability, but he can't like fully do it himself. Meanwhile, it's like a whole thing, like Finley, please get your clothes. He's in the bathroom eating toothpaste. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> you just lose him and stuff. I, because... was, I was imagining like Nate's upstairs, like looking at all his options, Astrid throwing things all over downstairs. And Finley is just like coveted all the yogurt and is just like secretly eating them. Like that's what I imagine. Like today they were leaving to go on the walk after he had gotten dressed. Everyone put on regular clothes and then they put on Finley put on a Batman costume and Nate put on a Spider-Man cape and, and uh, glasses or whatever uh, mask. And then Finley dumped out Zingo and it's like a million nice. little pieces. I'm like, Oh my oh, God. Yeah. Like why? But that's like what he does. He's like, okay, great. Um, looks like there's a four second lull. I'd love to get into some stuff. What could I do here? Um, looks like all these toys need to not be where they are. Let me just dump them out. Okie dokie. And we've been doing like less toys so that they're not so overstimulated and I don't have to clean up so much. But he just like, or like I said, I mean, he was upstairs for five minutes. He ate like half his toothpaste. I mean, what are you eating toothpaste for? I'm hungry. So crazy. Sky was on a mission the other day. She did a, a Mickey Mouse puzzle that we've had for years. And there's two pieces missing. Okay. Who knows how long they've been missing. I probably threw them away like you know years ago because anyway so she was like yesterday it was her mission to find the two pieces and she was just like will you help me and i said sure let's go start looking so she proceeds to just like dump all the boxes of like toys like in the toy room nope not in here on to the next one <sighs> nope not in here and i was like can you please pick up um i don't want to <laughs> oh like, gosh thanks kid. I think I already told this too, but so we got the Spider-Man costume for Nate for his birthday and he basically lives in it. But our rule is like, you have to wash it between, between wearing. So like if you, mm -hmm. if you play outside in it, you can't wear it to bed. Like it has to get washed. Mm -hmm. So this has been like the best hack of our life because he does our laundry every day now because he wants to wear it and he, and he knows how to do the whole process. So he goes upstairs, he gets all the dirty laundry out of the laundry basket, brings it down puts it in the washing machine, puts the oil in it, he calls the detergent oil, puts the oil Cute. in, shuts it, turns it on, and then he shifts everything over to the dryer. I'm like, okay, great. I am super excited that my five-year-old is doing my laundry. It's one less thing for me to do. That's great. Yeah. I mean, because you've probably told him that he can't do the costume by itself. Like, you can't run that alone. You have to do a load with it. Yeah, there has to be some stuff in there. It's amazing that you guys are producing that much laundry every day, although there's five of you and children, and they probably have multiple, I was going to say costume changes, but you know what I mean, from going from sleeping to outside, you know, we know how Finley likes to play. Right. And it usually is one outfit per day. Like they usually don't, they're kind of at the age where they're not like exploding out of their diapers and all that stuff. Also, and then there's workout, like I work out, so I change out of that. So it's oh true. You know, so you have your pajamas and you have your workout. Well, I'm not, not washing my pajamas every night because I'm not no. disgusting. True. <laughs> <laughs> One would hope. But yeah, I love that he does that now. I just love that yeah. he's a go getter. I'm like, oh no, we can't do this, and I'm not washing laundry every day. He's like, no problem, mom, I'll do it. <laughs> I'm on it. That is sweet. I've tried to have Sky help a couple of things with a couple of things that I think she is capable of doing. The other day, she wanted to help move the laundry from the washer to the dryer. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's fine. 
you know, I was just handing her stuff to put in the dryer because even though we have all the time in the world, like she doesn't have the stamina or the, she just doesn't have the stamina to do the whole thing by herself. Yeah. And she would just like, you know, do two and then be like, I'm done. It's like, okay. But I have been trying to get her to like walk more. Like we do walks and like, we'll take her on the stroller or the tricycle or whatever. And on days where we take the stroller, like we've made a game out of it where it's like Todd's getting the stroller ready and I'll go, come on, Sky, let's see how far we can get without Papa in the stroller. Yeah. And so she's like, ah, and it's like, oh no, how far can we go? Keep going, keep going. And like, we'll get to the end of the block or something. That's just fun fine. though. Yeah. 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 It's just like, get more, get more stamina. That's what we need to work on is for stamina. Because I was telling, were we talking about this? It's like with school. I was talking about with school. I was like, okay, so you think about like, if I think of the layout of my school, and I think about her like in, so like kindergarten, they have their own toilets, but like first grade, how long it would take her to walk from her classroom to the toilet. Cause she, if she's still having issues with pulling her pants up and down, she'll have to go to the nurse's office or wiping or whatever. She'll have to go to the nurse's office to go to the bathroom. And then it's like, and then walking back, I'm like, that's going to be like a 20, 25 minute ordeal with like all the breaks that she'll have to take and how slow she walks. So I'm like, we got to work on that stamina for her. But she like likes the idea of school, right? Like it's been for us, like a big motivator of like practicing things. Like we're going to practice this for when you go to school. I bet she would like that if you were like, yeah, let's practice what it would be like to walk to the school bathroom and then just like walk down the block and come back or something. Yeah, no, we've been doing stuff like that. I mean, mostly with, you know, pulling your pants up and down and stuff yeah. like that. So, but she gets to a point, like she's still, I don't know if Nate does this or Finley now, but like she will literally wait until she's exploding before she says, I have to go to the bathroom. Nate went through a phase like that, but I mean, he doesn't anymore. Yeah. Well, and he also like has the ability to like, pull his pants up and down like with probably great ease like she'll like stand there and she'll be like wiggling like you know holding it in and it's like oh god she's gonna just pee everywhere so it's just like you just pull him down yourself yeah i mean finley had a couple of those but you know then he peed his pants and he was upset about it so i was like maybe don't wait so long but it it, i really think it depends on the kid like nate i mean from the get-go with potty training like one accident that was it like he hated it he hated the feeling of it he he like felt embarrassed even though like for us like we didn't shame him or anything like he just really felt embarrassed about it and like that was enough motivation for him finley he doesn't care oh this is inconvenient for you i'd be happy to pee my pants yes thank you yeah sky sky i'll just kind of uh, she'll apologize and it's and i'll always say no one's upset no one's mad at you and then she'll just say i'm still learning yeah and it's like that's true. You are still learning. Yeah. I mean, what am I going to say to that? That's what so, we said uh, the other night to Nate. So I was telling you earlier, the kids had a little sleepover in their room. So all three of them were in one room. And in the middle of the night, they were all awake talking. And I could see Pat was just not having it. So I went in and I said, hey, Nate, like go into our room. And I told Finley to go use the bathroom real quick since he was up. And then Nate was like, why am I coming in here? Like, why am I sleeping in here? And I was like, hey, you know, like this was your first time trying to share a room with everyone and you're still learning. You're still learning how to do it. And we'll just try again tomorrow night. You know, we just can't. We had gone over some rules beforehand. Like, what if this person's awake or what's, what if this person's asleep and you're awake? What should you do? Reminding him, like, don't wake people up. But we didn't go over the scenario of like, what if everyone's awake and the light <laughs> is red? 
should you guys all be playing? No. So I was like, you're still learning. We didn't go over this. Sleep with us tonight. You can try again tomorrow. And he was like, okay. And he was, he accepted that, that like he would get to try again and he's still learning. So I, I think that's such a great mentality for them. I wonder who started that. I wonder who like was up first. It was him because he had gotten up earlier to get water. Oh, for water. Yeah. But he had put a book in Astrid's crib because she was sitting up. So he was like, oh, do you want a book? And so we were like, okay, we can't be putting and stuff in And then Finley's like, what's happening over here? Yeah, like he was just sitting up <laughs> chatting. Oh my god, so funny. Just imagine that, like, all of a sudden, like, what's that noise? You look on the baby monitor, everyone's just like, bup, 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 having yeah. a party. They were all just sitting up talking. Like, when I walked in, everyone's like, I mean, that's... What are you doing that's here, so Mom? That's so cute, Yeah, though. it was adorable. It was very sweet. I mean, nobody was body slamming anyone. And everyone no was on their bed. Like, nobody had gotten out of their bed or anything. I mean, I guess Nate did to put the book in the crib, but... I mean, I call that a pretty big win. Totally. I mean, I, even the, th- the fact that he was like, oh, maybe you need a book. Like that, I thought that was like pretty thoughtful of him. Yeah, very sweet. But this morning they also, I mean, they slept fine last night. Nice. Okay, good. And we put the okay to wake light back in there for Nate so that he would know not to wake up and bother them too early. Oh my God. Sky, I went in with Sky last night at like four something and uh she went back to sleep and then her ready to wake light goes off at like 6 50 mm-hmm. and so she had fallen back asleep thank goodness but then like it went off and she was like like as soon as it turns mama mama <laughs> mama wake up wake up <laughs> no i don't want to <laughs> but i mean i think it's a great it's it's great for them as like a nice visual of it's not time to wake up because otherwise sky'd be like 4 a.m. I'm not sleepy anymore. Can we get up now? How about now? Well, that's what when Nate was in the room with us and we, you know, it's two in the morning. He was like, how much longer till we can get up? And I was like, we've got five hours. So Pat eventually he asked us like 30 times and then Pat went and got his light and put it in the room and was like, "Okay, so now you'll know like it'll be green when you can get up, which it was like off by the time he woke up. Excellent. So I'm circling back to your original question about body image. Yeah. And in quarantine, body image in quarantine. You know, I was thinking more about it, like as we we're talking and I'm like every day, I always think today's going to be the day that I'm going to do X. And I think everyone just has to kind of be more gracious with themselves. I think a lot of people are putting a lot of pressure on themselves of like, this is the time where I'm going to just be the most amazing version of myself and it's okay that you're not yeah i hope we all realize that this is truly like an insane time to think that you can be like super person of it about anything you know like i feel like a lot of moms are feeling pressure right now i'm sure dads too but you know what i'm not a dad i don't have like a group of dad friends so like i can't speak to it but i feel like right now a lot of moms are are feeling that pressure of like okay So I still have a full-time job that I'm now doing from home while kids literally crawl on me and I have to homeschool them or, you know, they're doing distance learning, but I, I have to to sit with, yeah, you have to sit with them. Like it's, it's not the same as doing like a half hour of homework with them after a full day of work. It's like, I have to keep you all alive while I'm working and somehow get you to do this work that you have 0% interest in doing because you're not at school 
you know, Mm -hmm. but I also don't want you to fall behind. I want to provide nutritious, balanced meals for you. We got to make seven, seven kits of sourdough. Yeah. Got to make all the sourdough. Well, at the same time, because you're at home more, you're more likely to be using more things at home and therefore there'll be more of a mess, but we have to keep that mess all tidied up. Yeah. I mean, it just feels like a lot of pressure. And I hope that we're all recognizing like, hey, nope, that's an unnecessary standard. None of us are going to meet that. We're just going to make ourselves crazy. And I feel like to your point, like there's always kind of it feels like two schools of thought, like either I'm going to do this and I'm going to be perfect and I'm going to be the best at this or like I'm going to be a dumpster fire. I'm going to give it no effort. And it's like it, it doesn't have to be that extreme. Like you don't mm-hmm. have to be perfect at it. You don't even have to be 50%. Obviously, we should try a little bit, but let's just maybe give ourselves some grace. Like, we don't have to come out of this with, you know, scientists while rocking a supermodel body and making all the sourdough. If you want to make sourdough, (laughs) that's fine. But I'm just saying, like, it just doesn't have to be that extreme. Right. But it it, it really feels like there's the pressure for it to be that extreme. I know. That's the thing. That's what I was saying. It's like you really see these, like, super extreme cases of... When I come out of this, I'm going to be 20 pounds heavier and my roots are going to be crazy and I'm going to have a mustache and like I haven't been to the nail salon forever. So I'm going to have talons and whatever. And then there's like the people that are just, you know, this is the perfect time to go vegan and to do, you know, beach body 180 or whatever. You know, I just... (sighs) And, you know, and if you want to do that, like, whatever. But I just, I think that it doesn't have to be so black and white. Yeah, I think it's one of those, like, productivity is not a badge of honor. There's moving things forward and there's using productivity as a badge of honor. And I think this also goes back to what we talked about a couple weeks ago with, like, everyone copes with things differently. So, like, for me, working out is a coping mechanism. It helps me to be less angry when I'm overwhelmed, because for me, anxiety manifests as anger. And if I'm able to get some of that energy out, I can be a little calmer and manage my anxiety better. But guess what? Mm -hmm. First of all, not everyone has anxiety. So who cares? And second of all, like, that's not how everyone copes. Like that isn't what makes everyone feel better. Sometimes that background pressure of like, oh, I got to get a I got to get a workout in today. When am I going to do it? I got to get it like, makes things worse it's like it's an overwhelming feeling of like it's one more thing to do Hmm. yeah and sometimes that's definitely like how it feels and I think that sometimes I offer I also will give myself that like extra permission of just today's not going to be your day just that's okay and it, you know but then also like knowing okay you've had your week of you know, your back's hurting, your period cramps are horrible. Okay, but let's, you know, you don't have to wait a whole week to start fresh. You know, if you're feeling up for it, doesn't matter if it's not a day that you wouldn't normally work out, like just go for it. Who cares? Like no one's standing with, over you going, uh, excuse me, it's Sunday. That's not a workout day. Like who cares? Both Pat and I were having like a really tough week this week. Like I woke up on Monday and I was just so tired. And I could just feel like I was just like really off. Like my body was exhausted. So I was like, I'm just gonna, like, I don't 
I'm not going to work out today. I'm not going to run. You know, we're, I think we didn't go for our walk. And I was just like not, I was not like presenting the mom I want to be to my kids. Like I was definitely like shorter fused and just like really not bringing anything to the table. And I had like mm-hmm. three days of that. And then by Wednesday, I was like, look, this is just not the mom that I want to be. What can I do to turn this around? So that's when I started. I posted on Instagram. One of my friends from high school does this. She makes like a little checklist for the kids. And it's like easy stuff that they're probably going to do anyway. You know, but it says like, good morning, Nate. Today is Thursday, May 14th, 2020. And then there's just like a little checklist of like, you know, breakfast, go for a bike ride. And then like a couple things that like maybe we'll work on them. Maybe we won't. And it doesn't matter either way. But Mm -hmm. I felt like for me, like that got me more organized for the day. And then it was kind of fun for them to like, oh, what are we like? We have something to do today. This is exciting. Mm -hmm. And then I also like then realized, oh, there's a second lesson from this sort of like undercurrent lesson for them, which is like having a checklist is fun and it's okay if we don't finish everything on the checklist. Like, I feel like that might be something worth learning young that like Mm -hmm. you don't have to over you don't have to be overproductive yeah you don't have to kill yourself to get everything done it's okay things can wait till tomorrow or in a couple of days from now yeah it's okay yeah so that got us back on the right track and that was thursday and like things have been fine it was thursday may 14th I guess. I don't even know if that's the right date. That was the right date. You are correct. Great. (laughs) I was like, that was so funny. I was like, like the 14th was a Thursday. (laughs) Way to go, Kristen. Thanks. Thanks. The only reason I know that is because of the distance learning thing. And like, okay, on this day, we're doing this. On this day, we're doing that. Yeah. Well, that's all we got this week. But I hope you guys are giving yourselves some grace. I know we've been chatting a lot about this we really didn't want shelter in place to be like the prime focus of our conversations but also like of course it's the prime focus of our conversations because that's what we're all going through right now that's what we're dealing with (laughs) yeah so we've been reaching out we'll hopefully have some more interviews here for you guys soon but let us know if there's anything you are wondering about and you want us to chat about sounds good talk to you next time just gonna plug it now don't forget to follow us on social media at Mimosas Podcast, especially on Instagram, because that's where we post a lot of stuff and stories and make references to. So Yeah, and leave us a, a rating and review. We love reading those. Yes, we do. Okay, chat with you next week. Bye. Bye. I'm <laughs> sorry.